Hola amigos, welcome back to another episode of La Vida Verde podcast. I am your host, Matthew Human, here at Finca Vida Verde, as always, mostly. My guest today is Sia Zarabi. He is a husband and a father. He is a producer and a content creator. He's one half of the YouTube influencer family, uh, Kristen and Sia of Hopscotch the Globe. He is also my neighbor in the Alegria Eco Village across the street. He's got so many interesting stories. It's going to be a great episode. I hope you enjoy. Right, Sia Zarabi, welcome yeah. to La Vida Verde podcast. Thank you, brother. It's a pleasure to be here. It's been uh, we've been we've been trying. I've been wanting to have you on for some time, so it's finally it's yeah it's coming around. It's been months and months of trying to coordinate schedules, but I know we're like, do we do it with Kristen? Do we do it with with the child? Do we do right. it? You know, how do we do it? No, but it. I think this is the best. This worked out for the best. Um, so you just moved into your house. Yes, right across the street. Yeah. And it's a very unique space. It's literally like five minute walk from here. I couldn't believe how uh -huh. fast it was to mm -hmm. get here. And uh, we're we're so happy with it. Like we have we have a vintage airstream. So we have a, an airstream from 1976 that we traveled around North America in for like five years. Right. Raised our daughter in there. We lived in national parks and in mountains and like by the beach. It was amazing. We loved it so much. And we love this land here in Costa Rica. We wanted to merge the two. So we shipped the Airstream here and built a house around the Airstream. That's a whole, that's, and so the Airstream's like juiced up with all this energy and yes. now it's here. That's a whole story which people can actually like follow. Cause you could, so you guys are YouTube influencers. I mean, I know that, you know, that do you identify as a, I mean, you are, right? Yeah. So we were influencers before the term influencer was like created. We were just, traveling videographers right uh -huh. we we learned videography in school and college and then learned a bit of like hosting and starting a business a little bit of audio a, bit, a little bit of lighting and our schooling was like prepping us for for hollywood or for tv because uh -huh. youtube wasn't a thing right and then we started traveling and i bought a little camera a tape camera and we started filming our travels and filming each other and then i would edit them together and there was only one website in the world where you could upload stuff. And that was Y-O-U-T-U-B-E.com. <laughs> and I had to tell people, go to this website, look us up, and then we're, we're going to be creating content. So you were early on. Early, early. There was no money in it. For like five years, there was no money in it. Right. It was just passion. It was just love of travel and creating. So it was our art form. And, uh, and we now have like over 700 videos on YouTube. Amazing. And of over 65 countries. And lots of followers. And yeah. yeah, yeah, we've built up an audience base where we can now do this full time. We can have employees. We can have people helping us and uh, and live here in the jungle. <laughs> so cool, yeah. man. I'm, I'm so inspired by you guys. And like I always watch, you know, I always catch your content and like, you know, this I'm learning more about sponsorship. I want to like move more into that level. So, you know, because this is like you said, it's a passion project. You know, I'm paying, I'm actually working with Yvonne, but I'm paying him to like help produce these things. And you know, it'd be nice if like it somehow paid for itself or even better yet, like we actually could generate, you know, income. generate income yeah, off this. Yeah, so yeah. I'm really inspired to talk to you more about that um, and that, that kind of lifestyle. So that's really cool. You guys, did you meet, you met Kristen in college? In high school. 
High school. high school. You're high school. Are you? Were you high school high, sweethearts? We are. Yeah, we are. Oh, that's so sweet. I remember like first week of high school, I saw her and I'm like, God <laughs> damn. I'm like, that girl's way out of my league. Like, there's no oh way. Oh my God. There's that's no so way. cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then we became best friends. And then like two years after being best friends, she kissed me and confessed her love. And, and we've been together. Oh God, this see. year will be 20 years. Oh my God, see, this is like this is like my <laughs> my high school dream. Like you have lived my high school dream. I had that. You know, we all had the. Who didn't have that fantasy? Like of the cutest girl in school that you were yeah. like in love with. But you got it, bro. I got her. I got her. Um, that's so cool. So yeah. So where did you guys grow up? You're. From- we grew up in in Canada near Toronto in a little town called Brampton. Brampton. And uh, we love it. Like we love. We love toronto it's like one of our favorite cities uh but we came to costa rica like 12 years ago and something about it called to us 12 years ago yeah yeah just for a visit like a week-long visit and and it's something like clicked and i didn't know why because we had traveled a lot like we've been to over 65 countries i don't feel this way towards any of those other countries like really costa rica had something else that that just pulled us in and i ignored that for 12 years and then and then all of a sudden like we're living here now right like it planted a seed that's amazing i and i and just you know for i guess it's nice to hear this because i haven't traveled much actually i traveled the u.s a lot like i toured you know many years with my band and saw a lot of the u.s a lot of the u.s but i never made it to europe i never made it to asia i'm still i want to you know i will i'm inspired by your videos of course (laughs) But like the, for me, it was like, I've been to Canada, I've been to Mexico, I've been to Hawaii, mm-hmm. and now Costa Rica. This is actually only, and I made it to Nicaragua to do a border run at one point. <laughs> so this is like only my third country, and I still, but I feel that same sense. I'm like, I guess I, I feel fortunate that I like, you know, have gravitated here. If this is one of the best yeah. countries for somebody who's traveled that much, it's really, it's really inspiring to hear that. Yeah, what, you do, Can you say like what it is like? put it into words or not so much well yeah i remember the moment actually it was a banana peel a banana peel <laughs> made me move to this country not not even lying we were on a tour and we were getting out of like a, a tour bus and i was eating a banana and i asked the driver i was done my banana and we were in like the jungle and i'm like can i throw this banana in the jungle he's like of course it's natural but he looked at me dead in my eyes and he said you never throw anything plastic in my country mm. And I'm like, wow, like I have goosebumps thinking about it because that guy really cared about his country Mm. and it made me care about his country Mm. and it made me respect it. Mm. And something clicked. And and ever since then, I've been like researching more about Costa Rica Mm. and uh, and just falling in love with it. I mean, they really care about nature. They really Mm -hmm. do. And that the beauty, like the adventure side of it. Right. Like if we want to go jump off a waterfall today we can totally. if we want to go rent atvs and go through mud we can <laughs> right and uh or if we want to go to like the city and go catch a movie we can do that yeah, yeah. too right? and it's all within an hour it's all within an hour yeah i love right? i love this area for that particularly actually yeah or if you want to get on a flight and go to wherever there's an international airport an hour away it's and that was our criteria too we wanted to be an hour from the airport we wanted really fast internet which we have fiber optic right there i think you just got starlink we got starlink that's amazing i think you you actually see wrote me a couple days ago and was like 
I'm picking up your Wi-Fi signal <laughs> at my house. He's that close. Yeah, yeah. I was amazed because I, I barely pick up my own Wi-Fi signal. I need a new router. I know. I need to change my – I need to put a new code on my – Yeah. Lock on my uh, my uh, encryption. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, an hour from the airport, fast internet, and close to where our food is grown. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. Like we nailed it right here. Yeah. Well, and that's like you know, if you've Stephen, that was part of his criteria with this whole you know where he when they chose Echo Echo Ale, um, the original Aquavia and then Tal, This was kind of like his criteria for settling in this area was like, okay, well, these are the things we want. I mean, really, this land was was like we've talked about this before, but it was really there wasn't much going on here. There was cattle. And that was about it. There was a few like uh, like homesteading like squatters, and that was it in this area. Other than you know, La Libertad had a little community, but now there's like a whole community thriving. I really have you know feel like there's a lot of conversation about like is this development good? Is this development bad? Because like when we came here, you probably we probably know this, but like it was there was nothing here. It was like the very beginning of like all of this culture that's been developing around here of like you know expats coming to this area totally. we were like one of the very first expats in this area and so it was like and and not just that but like there was no houses i mean in this in this valley in this um road yeah there was nothing now there's what like there's a, over a hundred houses now in this you know on this road yeah and um you know the question of like is it good is it bad i really feel like when I really tune tune into my heart about it, like we're really doing something really good here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know that there's a lot of op- opportunity for like, you know, things to things to be done improperly or people, you know, taking advantage of local. I know that conversation around like, you know, are we, you know, colonizers, neo colonization, that whole thing. But I don't. I I really feel really super secure in the reality that like what we're doing here and the energy that's being created, it was way beyond us. You know, people like you, you were already like drawn to a vision that somebody else also had that vision. And I've had that, you know, it's like, why did we all drawn to this area? We're not drawn here to take advantage, to pillage, to like all of us that are um, so most of us, I'll say that are here Mm -hmm. came with this intention of like, we want to see what we can do, how we can live in a simpler way and do better. Would you say like that? resonates with you like, absolutely yeah. absolutely and i we actually talked about this in in alegria too in like a circle um because it was like kind of barren land it was like farmland and cattle land and there were trees but there wasn't a road like when i first visited alegria there wasn't there wasn't a road and um we were trying to think of how do we even measure the success of that how do you measure are we doing something positive or negative and to me what felt the best was nature nature can tell us mm. so right now there's like a couple families of toucans living in alegria mm. after five years are there more toucans or are there less toucans mm-hmm. if there's more we're doing something good are there more fruit trees or less fruit trees if there's more we're doing something good are there more monkeys or less like nature will tell us if we're doing a good job sure. because it'll come animals will come and gravitate to lush environments so if we create that then I think nature will prove us right or wrong. And and you know one caveat I want to add to that is that like you know and this is this is n- not to like neg on that because I 100% agree. 
and other nature will come and go. I think it's it's not about does did nature exist because it super did. I do think the soil is benefiting from Allegria being there. I 100% like this all the good work that's going into replenishing the soil, the ecosystem, the um all the fruit trees that have been planted. Mm-hmm. It is definitely attracting new energies. Obviously like some energies are going to be leave, like snakes like you know <laughs> aren't going to be so keen to like hang out in that right. zone or like you know the some more of the wild wild wildlife isn't going to be around somebody because of the dogs and stuff like that's one thing I definitely want to see like mm. you know some kind of like understanding I want to I want people to understand like as you know you're coming here like that nature did exist and you know there's things we can do to like continue like support it and I think the pets is a big one this is a common conversation you guys have totally. probably had this conversation and yeah in Alegria it's like that's a big one like keeping your dogs like contained not like chasing wildlife not wild like we want our animals to be free but like they will they will run away like certain wildlife so there was like coyotes over i remember there was coyotes over there like right. all the time i've seen a little gray fox a really cute fox yeah and they'll still come but we have to like we have to be intentional about how we allow that so i love that that metric of like allowing nature to like yeah tell you and for sure like all the fruit trees i mean yeah you are growing your own food we are yeah yeah a little bit yeah yeah we want to grow well allegria as a whole is and we want to plant like our own i saw you have a mangosteen here yeah oh my you love mangosteen? I love mangosteen. Is that your favorite fruit? Yeah, absolutely. The uh-huh. little purple ones. There's, yeah, yeah. there's other varieties, but yeah, the, the original mangosteen. The lemon. You're talking about the lemon. Yeah, the there's lemon, lemon drop. And then there's another one too, a little orange one. That's achachairu. That's right there. I have an achachairu. Oh, okay, okay. This is like Garcinia Row. I've got mangosteen, achachairu, and lemon drop mangosteen all in this area. I love it. Yeah. Amazing. I'm all about like the putting the families together. I have like the uh, Artocarpus <laughs> row down below, avocado center. Like Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's important to do these things, like talk about it on the podcast is, you know, sharing content like this is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I found this podcast has been a really good voice for like, you know, not just us in our valley, but like people, it reaches far. It's like people, and I imagine because of you, have, you guys have such a huge network, it'll even go further because every guest brings their own network with them which mm-hmm. is really cool because it's like it keeps expanding because i really try want this to be a place where we can have like important conversations it's like it's it's not just our community like with the pets thing i'm talking about it's like it's really all communities it's like we may not even be aware of how that's affecting things because some places nature has been so you know does, yeah doesn't even exist i mean some places you know we have deer like you know wait in canada did you have deer yeah there's lots of deer there's raccoons but there's not that it's not that much it's not like thriving jungle like like yeah, it is no, here. here we have the thriving jungle okay anyways let's go <laughs> let's move on so what's it like you like living with uh like working with Kristen? what's that like having like your your is it, i mean yeah i don't want to get don't get into the like the you know the but i would that's a lot you guys are like full-on working together your lives yeah, are intertwined totally so there's a lot of overlap between our business and our personal lives Um, One is that we're living together, married, and we're best friends, and we're also business partners. And sometimes, like, what if you have a shitty day at work and you just want to come home and and be with your wife and relax? But, like, it was your wife that you had a shitty day at work with. (laughs) Right? Not saying that always happens, but these are are conflicts that happen when you're in a, a working relationship with like your lover your partner yeah and i think over the years we've become very good at trying to separate that 
and yeah. know when like this is now personal time and this is work time and we can go into totally different modes right like we can speak to each other a little bit differently maybe more direct when we're in work mode because right. that's how we might have been with like like a coworker. This is so cool. I love this conversation. This is great. Thank yeah. you for sharing this and being so candid because this is, I was like, is this treading on like danger zone? I don't want to no. like, I don't want to create any rifts, but I'm totally curious about, cause I, I love that idea of working with a partner and like, how do you make it work? Like right. you guys are a, an example of that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, also our work and our personal lives are intertwined because what we share online is our personal lives. Mm -hmm. So, we're filming we're filming ourselves like renovating the airstream which right. like a family might do behind the scenes and never film it never have to be part of their work so the line between when is this personal and when do we start filming and making it business is a little bit blurred sometimes right we don't we're not sure when to bring out the camera when not to now over doing it f since 2010 we've become a lot better at it uh -huh. And I find that we don't bring out the camera as often because we know exactly what we need. We know when to shut it off and we know when to go back into like personal lives. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been a challenge in, in the past for sure is like knowing where does that line stop? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of couples that probably work together have struggled with that at one point right. or another. Yeah, well, at some point we want to have Louie and Raya on too. I'm curious. I'll ask, I'll ask them the same question, and we'll have we'll have Kristen on too. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it <laughs> see together. What she says. She'll say the yeah. She'll say the exact sure. same thing. I'm sure. I'm right? sure, and I know I can also sense like I know knowing you too, and like what you've already shared is like there's a deep respect that you have for each other, which is that that basis is so beautiful. Like just to witness and like. Um, and I see it in your in your child too, like how like she blossoms through it and like the playfulness and yeah, good man. So and where can um, just while we're on the topic, where can people follow your your adventures? Yeah, so we have uh, we have a blog hopscotchtheglobe.com. We also have a YouTube channel under Hopscotch the Globe, or you can type in Kristen and Sia, and you can mm -hmm. find us there. We're also on Instagram, and we haven't really dove into much TikTok, but like it exists. <laughs> it exists. It's just another thing. But YouTube is our main platform. Uh, that's where we get uh, a lot of our business opportunities. That's where we share the most content. That's where we have you know about seven hundred videos, and then like we have Facebook. We have all the stuff. All the stuff. You said that you you must have you must be about we must be about the same age if I remember. Like I'm forty three. 37 37 okay so five yeah. years but still yeah. like in i remember 80s born in the 80s born in the 80s okay. and i remember when when youtube came out as well like i remember being 19 in college and like people going like <clears throat> you know you gotta record yourself doing covers on youtube like if you want to make it in the music industry that's what you got to do yeah. and i was just like this thing's going nowhere what are you talking about <laughs> right. i was such a like i was so short-sighted on this like i could not imagine what was about to happen if i had like had that vision um so you guys went into film like you wanted to be like in what was the attraction to like being in film and and uh, we Hollywood just, we just wanted to be like Ooh, creative we just wanted to be creative and we liked the idea of of being on camera either in front of the camera or behind the camera <laughs> and we both kind of learned both roles i'd say she learned a little bit more in front of the camera and i learned a little bit more behind the camera uh-huh and 
over the years we just kind of flip flop like we uh yeah. like we can we can either one of us can be behind the camera and the other can be in front right. or vice versa like when we filmed cdl's video like uh -huh. we were there like showing her house and stuff we just decided on the spot hey who's going to be on camera because it didn't really matter right mm. we're both good on camera we're both good behind the camera and that's what makes it fun mm. uh but I guess it was like more hosting. We were thinking of being like travel hosts mm -hmm. on TV for like Lonely Planet or something like that. And ironically now like Lonely Planet has hired us to film videos. So it's it's funny that this has all worked in a big loop. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Where can we watch that on your YouTube or no, the Lonely Planet will be on there. Uh, yeah, network. we've I mean right. we've worked with a lot of big companies. Lonely Planet, we're Sony ambassadors. I see you're using a Sony camera right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sony, <laughs> hey. Think of me to very lot me to very podcast. Hey. <laughs> we Yvonne needs a new camera. Hey. <laughs> that, that's a nice camera. <laughs> um yeah, well, so this is, like I said, this is something we'll talk more about. Um, and we just finished doing... So you have an experience also, prior experience in event production. Yes. Yeah. Like what, you were doing sound, audio, you said corporate event production. What's that? Yeah, so I, I started a company when I was in college that was called QP7 Events. It actually doesn't stand for anything. I was... You just uh, thought it was a I cool was annoyed name. with trying to come up with a cool name <laughs> that I smashed my keyboard and QP7 events came out okay. and I just stuck with it. <laughs> okay. Um, but we... I bought a whole bunch of gear and I had projectors, I had lights, I had screens, I had TVs, I had microphones, cable, and so many cables, all this stuff. And I would rent it out to different events. So like... Did you set it up too? Yeah, I'd, do, I'd set it up. I'd be like the guy at the back of the room on the board, mm -hmm. um, controlling lights, setting up projectors. I'd be at corporate events, like a big presentation that a CEO is giving to all the employees. And then at night, I would rent out the exact same gear to parties, to like weddings and festivals and nice. events. And, and that's where I... That's what I loved. Like the corporate stuff was just paying for the fun stuff that I wanted to do. So there's a business element to all this. Like, I'm curious, like, did you ever study business or was it, did you have a f business family background or like how did, cause that's been my hardest thing as an artist is also managing the business side of things. Like I'm lear I've learned a lot over time, but like as an artist, it's like, you almost want to like, it's it used to be like a stay in your lane kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. like, you're the talent in the music industry. That's the way it was. You're the talent. You don't deal with the you know, and a lot of artists got screwed because of that because they didn't know how to deal with their finances and whatever. But like, I can see you have this very like, you that was that was a that was a smart business move to do all that. Like, you had to right. be you're an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, how did that? Did you just kind of naturally have that? Um, you think? Or? Well, my my father is a, a massage therapist. He has been my whole <laughs> life, and he he has his clinic in our house in the basement, and so I constantly saw him running that business on the phone, um, doing marketing, getting new clients mm. and like people coming into the house, like in pain and leaving, not in pain. So I saw an entrepreneur, I was living with an entrepreneur, right? right? My whole life. And, and then I, I wanted to be in something creative. My dad's also a musician. He's, he's on Spotify too, right? I so, remember. Yeah. You've I met him. Checked him out. Um, and I went to school for, it was called corporate media production. So there was a video element to that, which I loved. There was like editing, there was lighting. There was also a course on just how to start your own business. There was business. There was courses. a business element oh, to smart. that. How do you Good. invoice someone? How do you write a proper email? How do you acquire new clients? And 
And then I started this company because I thought it was fun. Like I loved throwing parties. Like throughout high school, I'd throw parties and I'd, I'd love it. And, and that was exciting to me. And then I just made that more professional, right? I can throw bigger and better parties all the time, kind of like what we did at, at New Year's, but I would just try and do all that stuff myself. I'd rent a bus for the friends. I'd rent a space. <laughs> I'd, rent, I'd buy all the drinks. I'd hire bartenders. I'd do all this stuff. And uh, I fell in love with it. And at the same time, Kristen was also starting Hopscotch the Globe. And we were both running our businesses separate. And they so were, she started Hopscotch the Globe. She started her, Hopscotch her the Globe, business, yeah. yeah. And... And it was like just out of this little apartment in Toronto that we both started these companies and they were both starting to do well. And Amazing. and then I saw her starting to like travel the world and getting paid for it. And I'm like, I really like what I do, but I love what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and I also you probably want to be with her. Yeah. And, and she was like away often. So uh, I thought like, hey, I can I'll sell my company. I can join forces with you and then. I can help out so much with like, you know, behind the camera stuff and editing and, and like the marketing side, acquiring new clients. Like, so mm. when, when we, when I sold my company and joined with Hopscotch, um, we got to do it together and it was amazing. That's really, that's really amazing. So she was out going around doing things kind of around the world without you for a, for a while. For a little, yeah, for a few years, I'd say. That's amazing. You guys just had a lot of, you know, like good security in your because she was she was young and cute and like traveling the world. Like you yeah. just trusted her a lot. Did yeah, you ever absolutely. Get, like, I'm, I'm. She's still young and cute. She's <laughs> still young and cute. She definitely <laughs> is. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, but like this is we're talking like early twenties. Yeah, like. Totally. Yeah. So a lot of our relationship has been leaving in long distance. I guess the original part of the relationship, like the first eight months of our relationship, <laughs> four months she was living in South America on an exchange program so like we were starting our relationship and then it had to be long distance that's cool and it built a lot of a lot of trust and confidence right. and like even now like we've been together 20 years and we tell each other like if you need to leave and go somewhere go right like, do it it's your of... life too right i guess you'd have to to be get together that long like and you both have an adventurous spirit so it's like you both understand the need to like explore and be out on your own absolutely yeah yeah, it's it's really important. And I was just in Panama, like living with tribes and living on an <laughs> island by myself. And I know and she was in uh, where was not Ecuador, where she was somewhere in South America too, Peru. She was in Peru recently, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. So having like solo trips is so important to us because I'm a better version of myself when I get to do that. Mm -hmm. And I miss I miss missing her. It's a weird sentence, but I miss the feeling of missing my wife or missing my family because we're together so often mm. i don't get to feel that and that's actually a nice feeling yeah yeah that's amazing so um before because we, i wanted i want to just um you got so are you have your own channel that you do too or like how does that work because or does everything go under hopscotch the globe everything goes on hopscotch like five or six years ago I had this idea to start a good news channel I was sick of all the shitty news in the world and I wanted something I wanted good news and it was so hard to find good news and I'm like fuck it I'm just gonna start my own good news YouTube channel and I did and I loved it it was it was amazing I still think about like re restarting it because mm -hmm. I think a lot of the world needs to hear mm -hmm. all the good news that's happening around the world and mm -hmm. there's a lot of it the thing that I struggled with the most was trying to find the good news 
it, it was like no one's reporting this stuff so it was a challenge to actually do the research like how, how do i find this good news if no one's talking about good news nowadays there's lots of people talking about it there's whole instagram pages dedicated to it mm. and i, and I kind of like the i feel like i started with this idea like years and years ago um, and now i see it taking off in other places but for the most part we do hopscotch together and that's where we upload all of our stuff got it and um and you mentioned new year's we did I just want to make a quick mention of that thank you so much it was so fun working with you because this was my third year doing that new year's event and i've always had a little bit of support but you know in the past i hadn't had what i would consider a production team where we had team meetings and this year we actually like you know, and I think you were a big part of that. Like you having the experience in event production, like I felt confident, like calling in an actual team and like doing Zoom meetings. So I think it was successful. Did you? Have a good I time? had a blast, yeah. man. I had, a, and I actually had a lot of fun, like at the board. And I don't think I've had fun like that at the board. Like it was because just the energy was great. Like I was like dancing there. I was having a good time. Like and like. If, if people needed levels adjusted, I'd adjust levels, but I was still dancing while I was doing it. Like <laughs> it, it was just a great, great energy and, and a lot of fun. And I'm glad that's happening here because I miss that of mm -hmm. my past. I miss throwing parties. I miss having events. And I'm so grateful that, that you do this because I want to do more of it together. Yeah, let's do it. We've been talking about it for a couple of years, actually. Like when I first, when we started talking, we talked about going in on a sound system yeah, at one yeah, point yeah, yeah. and yeah, no, I want to, and, and next year it's just, you know, now we know a little bit more of how we can work together and like what we're capable of, what each other's strengths are and the whole team in general. It's really like, um, yeah, no, we need to have events. It's super important. It's what brings the community together. And I think it's a super important, you know, especially for like big, you know, New Year's is like a big one, but like we could do a lot more here, man. Like as this community grows, I could see you know, my one of my visions for Finky Vita Verde is to be an event center. This is my, you know, I'm raising money right now to build this whole place out. But having an event center where we can do larger events is actually a big part of my vision here. So um, having a place where we can have, you know, a permanent setup for parties, like kind of like I go be some day. But I, I mean, I spent like multiple carloads bringing my stuff over there and then bringing it all back yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. lot of work it was a lot of work and how big is this land um right now we are um two and a quarter acres but two and three quarters acres but we're actually in an expansion right now oh neat so we'll have okay. yeah so i'll tell you more about that later nice um but we have this this opportunity to grow and and have a, a much bigger space so yeah this is we kind of outgrew it for this year it was like uh with the space we're dealing with, like the way things are set up right now, it was too much to do it all here. We did the first two years right here, actually. This was the stage oh, that cool. was the, where you weren't here last year, no? No, I no, wasn't. That was like, we had a little tent over there and that was the chill zone and nice. the village witches was right there. And this is, you know, it was super quaint. Um, but we wanted to be able to invite kids in and Marcelo, fortunately, like offered us the space, which is very kind and generous mm -hmm. of Equivia San Mateo and Marcelo. Yeah, yeah. So grateful for that. And um, we'll see, you know. It'll happen. So the, the just the concept that I can be here in the jungle and there's still events and like throwing parties in the jungle. Hell yeah, I want to yeah, do that. Five like, minutes, that's amazing. Five minute walk. Eventually, it's going to be a five minute walk from your house. Like that's the plan. That's so let's so keep talking amazing. about yeah. this and, and, uh, and we'll get there. Um, and last, I just want to touch on Alegria because I, there's so much we can keep going on. But I wanted to talk about Alegria. Like, how did you 
in a you know i know it's a big conversation but like how did you eventually originally come there and, and... uh we went to envision so we we were at envision with our daughter she was one years old at the time and and then we uh we kind of like knew steven a little bit through a mutual friend this is pre-covid pre-covid yeah, yeah yeah but we didn't know like he had he was starting allegory or anything we just kind of knew that he was a friend of a friend and then i bumped into him and i said hey man like how's it going like i'm sia we've been chatting online he's like oh you should come check out our booth and like and that was the punta mona uh, not the punta mona booth there was a lot of punta monians there but yeah. it was the allegria booth uh-huh. and it it just felt right me and kristen were like i feel like we should go check out this place so we extended our flight came here saw the land fell in love with it but we had just bought a house in canada like we weren't ready to buy something else we didn't have the finances to do that so we went back home and then uh kept thinking about it kept thinking about it and then we just pulled the trigger sold our house in canada you sold it you just bought it we just bought it and you and sold like, it like like f- i think we sold it a year after we bought it mm. and the market went crazy so we sold it for like great money but Good. yeah yeah and used all the profits to pay for our land and and it, it was amazing uh but it was envision that that brought us here and then i met you after envision i must have been that was must have been the after party at at punta mona right that was right before covid that was right before covid right, before, right? yeah and that was where i met you and Kristen and i kai was there, kai was there and too. i remember um the tribal markers crew was there. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, Amir and and I uh, can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were. She was pregnant. I think she's had her baby now. Yeah. I mean, it's like such a great crew. Man, that was such a good time. Yeah. Punta. That was Punta Mona and Envision have really like been a catalyst for all of this community. So everyone I've met through that community is really great. Um, are you still going to Envision? I'm going this year. We'll see you there. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be yeah. a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. Um, there's so much more to talk about, but you've got to get back to your land. I've got to uh, keep going with my day, so we'll cut it here for now. Um, we'll have you and Kristen on at some point. Is there anything you're working on you want to promote real quick? Um, well, recently I was in Panama, and I was living with a tribe for 24 hours. Yeah, you mentioned this. I mentioned I, like, that, didn't but... didn't follow up on that. Like, but <laughs> I... Uh, and then after that, I, I went to go stay with like a tribe that kind of lives in the ocean it was almost like avatar there was like there's like a the jungle tribe and the ocean tribe and i spent 48 hours on an island pretty much by myself in the middle of the ocean and i'm editing that video together right now and maybe i don't know when this podcast is coming out but maybe that video is coming out soon or it has been so yeah i'd love for you guys to check that out and see see what you think leave some comments and uh See me try and survive on an island. And that's at Hopscotch the Globe. That's Hopscotch the Globe. On, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll follow that for sure. Man, it was so nice to just sit here and chat with you. I, <laughs> I was saying before, like, we haven't actually chatted like this, right? Like, we always, we see each other in passing and we, we say hi. We, we chat about fun things, but to sit down and have, like, a locked in, like, half hour to, like, look you in the eyes and, and talk to you, right? Like, it's so nice. Yeah, bro. So thank Thanks you. for coming. Well, thank you're my you, neighbor. Oh, yeah, see ya. My neighbor, bro. You're right, right across the street. Come over so anytime. We'll, we'll have dinner. We can see each other's houses. <laughs> you can use my internet. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right. Um, well, this is La Vida Verde podcast. My guest today was Sia Zarabi, one half of Hopscotch the Globe. Go check out Hopscotch the Globe on YouTube and catch his adventures. 
Um, you can catch us on YouTube. We release episodes every Tuesday at La Vida Verde Podcast. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you're on Instagram, follow us and the farm at Finca Vida Verde, Finca Vida Verde CR. We are on uh, Facebook. We also have a Patreon. We are completely self-funded at this point, so we completely rely on your contributions. If you love this content, please consider going and joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash La Vida Verde podcast. Sony, if you'd like to sponsor us, we would love a new camera. Okay, that's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Pura Vida. Pura Vida.